Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. It didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars... We're on the board. S&P Futures, we're, we're kind of on the unchanged board. We're up down three, NASDAQ Futures up 50 cents, Dow Futures down 96, some of that's because of Disney. Um, do we have Mr. Lou? Good morning. Mr. Lou, how are you? Sorry we're a little late, buddy. Uh, uh, well, I, I know once you indicated it was a train issue, I was just sort of imagining all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff since I've I've had the experience of getting hung up on Metro many times. Well, this is more of a, a CTA, but... Uh, Hey, Chicago, uh, I think I, our, our new uh, police chief, he's only been there about a week. He seems to be uh, a little more hands-on than the old guy. You know, we've seen a little bit of a tone change right out of the gate. Uh, so hopefully that will... Having having one of your officers murdered during an armed robbery as she's coming off duty will will tend to focus your attention. Well, what yeah, a, what you know, a tragedy. You know, Lou, uh, it's, I have been... Boy, I, I feel like I've been waiting for somebody to get killed. I mean, that's clearly not where I'm going with this. But every every time you have this somewhat degradation, and they had it in the 20s and 30s with the with the gangs, and it, you know, and it was sort of put up with. And, and one day they had the Valentine's Day massacre, and they go, you know what? That's enough. And society can always has the power to protect themselves. No matter how strong the gangs think they are, I don't, I, mean, I don't know about Mexico, no matter how tough a street gang thinks they are, no matter what it is, the rest of society can always bring enough to bear to snuff them out, and they're always too stupid to realize it. And they get away with it for a whole long time. I mean, we could put a tank on every corner if we wanted to. I mean, we won't, but we could, right? I mean, it's uh, I mean, you, you, there's always enough power, I think, to snuff this stuff out. And finally... This episode, I mean, I, I thought when the baby got shot at noon on Lakeshore Drive from just a passing car, innocent, ki- innocent, you know, family and a baby, I thought that might have done it. It didn't. Every single time, five people killed, six people killed, shooting in a huge crowd at a park. It never seems to make a bottom. And now this one, somehow, maybe it has. I but, doubt it. Well, just because he came out and said... There's four people driving around in this car, armed to the teeth, four juveniles that are dangerous. They robbed a bunch of other people, and the rest of the city is known for a long time now that there's 50 cars like that riding around every single night, more on the weekends. And the police have not been able to do anything. At least this guy admitted it. These people are in the car. There's no good. It's not like they're... 
They're heading home from school. It's none of this BS. The fact is, there's four people under the age of 20 armed to the teeth to go out and do whatever they can, including shoot people. Chief, you, you voted in, when I say you, I mean the Chicago residents, have voted in repeatedly political leadership that not only doesn't want to deal with the issue, actively works to keep the issue going. They release repeat offenders out onto the streets. You you voted. People voted for this. You you have you voted for a mayor who uh, doesn't believe in in arresting people who are are violent and breaking the law and representing a threat to other people. Um, you know this is this is New York writ slightly smaller, and and until you start electing people with. I don't think there's any question the political will is there to address the problem on the part of the population, but but the population keeps electing leadership that will not confront the problem, and it and it has for you know more than a decade. You know, I, uh, I mean, Rahm, Rahm Emanuel was the last guy I I heard of who said this is unacceptable. We're going to crack down on it. But he never if did. No, well, he couldn't. He was. I mean, it's it's well documented that. When he when he elected to work to add a kicker under state law to anybody illegally possessing a gun, been an extra five years in jail, no questions asked. Um, the you know the aldermen in, in the city they, council came to him and said, "We can't, we won't support that because it'll just mean more young black men in, in jail." There's and, more. And, there's way more going on, Lou, than just. I mean. Lori Lightfoot. But I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. that's one of the most basic things right. you can the, do. The, the, and, the and gun laws. Simple. Okay, the the gun laws here are some may argue are maybe are too strong. Okay, that's what causes all the guys to give the gun to the to the 17 year old when when the gang goes out. They're the guys carrying them. But what I'm saying is is there, the the problems here. As much as I am that I'm abhorred by the new mayor coming in. I mean, you know that. Uh, and I'm not just trying to be good radio here and, and push back a little bit, but the the problem is dramatically bigger than any mayor can deal with, and it's and, I, and it's way it, beyond. No, I, I would I absolutely agree with you. It's cultural. You've got a cultural issue. You had a, as, as Dr. J used to say, uh, for one generation, you had the the parents. Well, you never knew who the father was, but the the, the parents uh, dumping the. Uh, the, the kid onto the grandmother and she's getting paid to watch the kid three, four kids so actually having a kid was a positive monetary experience but now and the grandmothers were pretty much straight you go back to the, 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 the a lot of the people uh, in, in, I'm going to say in the 50 year old range they were raised by their grandmothers because it started, it started to, to degrade in a lot of neighborhoods and not, not, just, not just all black by the way uh in, with the families falling apart probably 25, 30 years ago, maybe a little longer. And, and it, yet... Well, okay. now what I'm saying, so, now these so. grandmothers, they're gone. So, I know. So what, what I'm saying is you... Uh, Lori Lightfoot, for all her faults, her, you know, thin, you know way too thin-skinned, blah, 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 uh, wait, you know, no filter on the mouth a little bit. The one thing I, I don't think you can say against her, she came up through the, the uh, attorney when she was a prosecutor. She was never she was never known by the people, the judges, and and 
and lawyers that I hang out with is somebody who was soft on crime ever. I mean, she, that, that, that's not in her in her DNA to just let people go to do stuff. I mean, it never was. I mean, I, out of all, I mean, I, I'm not saying well, she did the right but, job but as mayor, but, but 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 it's not it's not her call. Her it's Kim Fox's call, right? And and that and that's that that that's part of the issue. But if my, you if you were point, to get my point is that when you had guys doing even the the very smallest things, right, direct things to try to deal with this, they got run out of town. Well, I don't know if you listened to the uh, show yesterday on Tuesday night. Both Greg and I had an episode. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and and I, it's all over the place. But I mean, unless you somewhere along the line, we're talking about. I don't know what time I, I should know what time this lady got shot, but you know the idea of having a curfew, Lou, it's a joke. Everything's a joke. There, there, there is no family. The, the biggest, the biggest fiasco of the do, the do-gooders ever in my mind was, they were outraged at the judge in Milwaukee when the kid shot his mother and killed her, and the judge decided to put the kid in the system, and not let him go because he was underage. They said you need to let him go for home surveillance. He just shot his mother. There's no home surveillance. I mean, how do you arrest a kid at 3.30 in the morning, age 14, and, and return him to his parents' custody? Obviously, there's not much going on there. He wouldn't have been out at 3.30 in the morning. Now, the model, th- this goes, and this goes back to something we've, we've had the discussion yeah. here before, and I, I don't want to run this down. I mean, the crime, the crime situation, I, I look at the crime situation in Chicago, New York, Philly, L.A., uh, I, I say, you know, this is actually a lot of us on, on the more conservative side of the fence look at this and say this is by design. We have the, the, the people have worked to elect prosecutors that will not prosecute. They have worked to elect ideologues who believe that the entire system is so unfair and so criminally biased toward one group of people who, by the way, commit a monstrously disproportionate share of murders, armed robberies, and other violent offenses. But we believe that the, that the system is so so terribly biased against them that it's unfair and unethical to enforce law against these particular people. And so, it, it at some point, those of us who are looking at this from a particular political perspective say to themselves, you know what? You're getting the government you deserve. Disintegrate, go into chaos. At some point, you are going to end up with either vigilante justice, or you're going. The, your system is going to fall apart to such an extent that the only response will be a major armed force response to try to control what is what is happening there. What What do you suppose? And I, and I, I am that we 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 sound. I mean, I hope we don't sound uh, like we're talking about Chicago areas that are predominantly African American. But if you if you look at the, um, I wish I could get that whole. It's got to be around somewhere. Uh, the guy who wrote the uh, the big expose from the Washington Post and uh, ended up being called the Horseshoe of Despair. Although I don't think that was the name of the article. He traced you know this going all the way down from. Appalachia south across the south and back up into essentially Arkansas and shaped like a horseshoe the worst the worst areas those areas are all white and, it, and, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's the same I don't know if the and, violence and, is the and, same but and, the but the amount of criminal it's the same amount of 
you know, living totally off the government, getting five and six checks at every every double wide trailer you can find, that kind of stuff. Where kids have never gone to school, they claim they're autistic, but they won't let them get a one one trailer. To, they wouldn't let anybody get factors uh, come in. It's all over the place. So it's not. Do you know? Do you know that in the United States, our average age of death, the the mortality number, has been actually declining. Well, yeah. People oh, no. are dying. Our life expectancy in the United States, and especially the, the thing that's driving that train, are, are males, and particularly white males between the ages of 25 and 55, who are dying at a monstrously disproportionate rate due to drug overdoses, alcoholism, yep. and suicide. Well, and, the biggest, and a lot of it's coming out of that area. The biggest use of... Uh of guns is what white males in rural areas shoot themselves, right? Uh, suicides are there are more suicides than murders, I yeah. believe is the number. Yeah. Well, you know, but this is there's been pockets of this. When I when I worked at Pullman, I give you a Pullman suicide reference. suicide by gun. I mean, yeah, of murder. Yeah. I uh, I'll, I'll give you a Pullman reference. Of course, in those days, Lou, you didn't have any computers on your desk. You didn't have any cell phones, so you actually had a what kind of do stuff. Right. So, or or you had to make look like you were doing stuff. And one day we were we were pretty close to Gary. I mean, Hammond is right near Gary. The the somehow Gary was this massive hotbed of uh, well, not somehow it was of murders and so forth. And I took the population of Gary, and I cut it up into how much what percentage had to be between. Actually, in those days, I used it like eighteen to forty-two year old males in Gary. And the amount of people that were shot per year, which were virtually all males in that in that age range, I I figured out if, if you were 18 and Gary and you planned to live your whole life there, between 18 and 42, if you added it all together, you had like a 30 percent chance of getting killed. Shot. Oh yeah. Killed. I mean, it was it was it was incre- It was a number you couldn't even. If, if it wasn't so serious, it was laughable. What do you, what Firearm do you- suicides, according to the CDC, and and I, since they have no particular reason to politically distort this number i think i think i trust it firearm suicides 26,328 uh based on the last year of available data and most are most are uh, white males in rural areas right um I mean, I high proportion oh yeah i think out of proportion that's correct but yeah that no that 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 region is a is a disaster and and uh, you know it has been you know for some time my uh, mother's cousin had a book, and he was going to. Uh, uh, send speaking it. of speaking of culture, yeah, you know that was that was that was what's his face is Vance's book, Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, it, that's what that's what that's about. That, well, the, the, that, this particular one had to do with uh, I forget who wrote it, but probably somebody from Ohio. These guys were all into Ohio State stuff, and it had to do with some somehow somewhere somehow in the fifties, the. Uh, People that came north. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about the South, white or black. We lived there, been down there. But he says the, the the families in the north, before that, black families were every bit as strong as the white families, maybe even stronger. And somewhere in the early fifties to mid fifties, this all kind of degenerated somewhat. With uh, welfare helped it, something, some, whatever. They, I don't know what, if it had to do with uh, loss of manufacturing jobs. What it was. It all sort of disintegrated into how many, what percentage of families um, uh, didn't have mothers and fathers, and 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 then you had all these government programs essentially almost encouraged that, and that later it's 
it's how many uh, uh, we say same same thing was sort of happening in their white families, and but I so I did, did some this is off the top of my head that in some of these areas eighty four percent of the kids are out of, are uh, are born out of wedlock, some some massive number, Hispanic areas not much better and actually in some of the white areas it's not much better in terms of out of wedlock but I, th- I think you could probably make the case that um, in some of the areas if, if the if some people are not married doesn't really I mean they, they still live together and take care of the kids even though they're not officially married a lot of people do that now so the, the number is kind of skewed but 84 percent Lou I mean I, I don't know that, that society I mean I think I mean you know if you it, it, so so this will be an interesting aside to you. If you go back and read some of the stuff that Martin Luther King, uh, some of his statements to the black community back in the in the late fifties and early sixties, you will find him saying things like, "We have too many families without fathers. We have too many out of wedlock births," and that was when the out of wedlock birth rate was either I think below 50% in the African American community and somewhere below 20% for you know for the other communities and it's it's skyrocketed and, well except, and, except know, for the there's an increasing amount of of uh, black families in nice areas and the families are probably tighter on average than the white families it's, it's either it's a one end or the other well, but my my point is that that all the stuff that conservatives said about sexual permissiveness and not stigmatizing people who get pregnant and not stigmatizing, you know, not rolling this out, has been you know no fault the, the, the whole no no fault divorce thing has been an absolute disaster for the American family and an especially and especially a disaster for American women. Who are who are find themselves, you know, with a kid. Well, as long as you hang in there till the kids are ready to go, I think it's it's probably good enough. <laughs> I mean, I don't, in terms of the society, anyway. You know, but but I guess my question is 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 what what percentage of bad, bad actors, white, blue, black, whatever color you want to talk about, can society actually handle? I mean, there, there's no doubt that if uh, if a family, uh, you know. For some reason, an, an asteroid drops on the, on the mom and dad, and there's four kids around. Somewhere between the government, uh, the neighbors, the family, hopefully the family, uh, somebody, you've, you've always had programs, unofficial or official, to deal with that. And if it's 1% of the population, I think you can sort of handle it. If it starts to get to 10, 15, 20, 25, I mean, if you were to actually put some people who actually I won't say people don't care, they do, actually gave a bleep of, of a bunch of different colors in one room and said, okay, you've got a month. Somehow take all this from birth to somebody enters the society as a, as a, as a regular working person that's able to survive themselves and maybe take care of a few other people. That's the whole, the whole idea, right? I think the barriers... I, I think I think you'd have to do a real lot more than you're doing. I think you'd somehow have to you'd have to open so many schools at night for adult education. You'd have to have some you, you know some training. There's start. a lot there's a lot of things you'd have to do that we don't do. You'd have to well, you and I've had this, this yeah. discussion before. You have to set up orphanages, Chief. 
you're going to yeah. have to come in and remove these kids in these terrible situations and i don't care again color is irrelevant if if you if you you know social services comes in and they look at you know moms using drugs or whatever that kid those kids are out of there and and they you know there's no dad you know the the, the kids are out of the street you pick up the cops pick up some some four-year-old wandering in the street or some five-year-old wandering in the street and and those kids are those kids are in some kind of care facility immediately one of the most heartbreaking episodes of the wire did you ever watch that show oh, a little bit okay so so this is my endorsement of the wire which i think is is still the greatest uh, television series i've ever personally seen and and probably the best ever but one of the most heartbreaking episodes on that was the matter of fact way that it, it treated the horrific circumstances for young children in the in the projects in Baltimore and it showed this 12 year old who is a like a major player in the in this drug hierarchy that these these guys are running he's he's a runner he's going to get himself you know moved up to a shooter and moved up eventually to some leadership position in this in this operation but it showed him preparing lunches and breakfasts and backpacks for the the eight or nine kids that lived by themselves in this wrecked out apartment in the in the projects and it was a it was you know it was horrifying and poignant and everything else at the same time because he's doing his best to make sure that these kids had some food and had books and had their backpacks and were ready to go to school and he's like 12 and and this this is the culture. I have I have absolutely no reason to believe that this was anything other than an account based on on what was truly happening in those areas. That, but it it just was a, a jolting reminder of how badly our our social fabric has has ruptured. And this was you know this was in the early aughts. It it's got well, we, we, it's got nothing but worse. We uh, did you ever see pictures of? Uh... A lot of them happened to be in Little Italy, in New York, of during the Depression. All the kids were like living underground, ten of them in a room and stuff. It was yep. It's yes, pretty, I did. I, I, I don't. With all the money we have, and, and, and there's, I think there's a lot of desire on the part of people, of every color, to try and help as much as they can. And somehow they're being turned off by the amount of money being spent, seemingly being siphoned off by God knows who, and not going to the people that. Seemingly, it's supposed to go to. I mean, that—that that I think is—I I really don't think that the that the, the the people on the on the right. Well, I'll be nice this morning. On the far right, I mean, not not like you. Um, I don't think that they really want to not help anybody. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I I just I just think that they're they're turned off a little bit by we're giving seventeen thousand a kid to high school. Yeah, but it doesn't look like they know any history and he's civic doesn't really seem like they know any math by the way they can't really talk uh tell me that if i give you 25 that all of a sudden this is gonna this is gonna be okay it's, it's no, not gonna be no. okay but it's, it's but it's not it's not gonna be okay and and if i you know if i was if i was the president the first thing i would do is i would go to congress and i say i want you to disband the department of education just shut the whole thing down it's been it's been a pointless exercise i, well, would, I think I we would, need a new we need a new a new plan to take one of these neighborhoods and uh, I say one of these neighborhoods, I'm not like pointing, but I think whatever plan you want to have, we need to get something together pretty quick and try it out. 
maybe it's but, you know maybe but it's you're t- talking you're talking about let, let me let me just you know and again this is i i think it's going to require somebody like or somebody with the political will who is not concerned about the impact with the media or the pressure groups that will uh how do you do that how do you do that that will well i i mean it 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 requires somebody who is reasonably confident of their their own outlook who is not concerned about the personal hits that that he will take that his family will take in in this situation but it it's going to require i think the person whoever that person is can't have a family well maybe that's true but it's going to require some hard-nosed outlooks so, so for example, the homeless situation. Let, let's talk about let's talk about something that is not physically um, uh, dangerous or as dangerous as violent crime, because because most of us with violent crime look at it and say, okay, it, it it's a law enforcement issue, and and where where's the law enforcement? But let's look at homelessness. So so we have in Denver, and I I don't know if you have it in Chicago, but we have in Denver because the climate here is not. It's a little bit less severe than Well, they've Chicago. been cleaning some people out, out here. Nobody seems to care where they go. Well, in, Chica- in, in, in Denver, these people camp out downtown on, on city streets and, and in front of apartment buildings and wherever they can find grass. And, and you know, they keep... It's gotten to the point where, where landlords are, are uh, buying giant boulders and dropping them on the parkways, on the grass, and the boulevards. To in front of their places to prevent these people from wow. putting up tents, and and I, you look at that happening and you you say, why is why is a landlord having to do that versus simply calling the police and saying I want these this is these people are trespassing, I want them cleared out of here, and 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 it, there is homelessness is a complicated issue, but but there are models for doing for for treating these issues. The, the majority of people that are on the streets here in Denver, and I, as I understand it, in places like L.A. and Seattle and... We have, we have a problem uh, here, but uh, what, now the parks are getting cleaned out. Nobody asks where you're dropping them on the other end. Nobody cares. You're dropping them in the middle well, of the lake as well, most people are it's, concerned. It's, the, you, the vast majority of these people are not... They're not homeless because they're trying... And, and, and in a situation where they are trying to get out of it. They are homeless because they are taking, you know, massive amounts of drugs or they have untreated mental illness or or what have you. And we we do not have yet the political will to come in and say, we are going to physically remove you from this terrible life that you've got. We're going to put you in we're going to get you housing. It may not be exactly the housing you want, but it's going to be housing. We're going to get you off the streets so that you're not interacting with, you know, and, and creating problems for law-abiding, you know, people who are trying to, you know, do their thing. We're paying the taxes that support this program that we're putting you into. And we're going to give you treatment. We're going to get you off of drugs. We're going to give you the psych, you know, the, the mental uh, rehabilitation treatment you need. And here's the deal. We're going to do that once. And if you decide that the drugs are more fun or you, you decide you're not going to take the, the, the psychotropic medication, you're going to be confined. We're going to enforce the law against you. We're going to arrest you. We're going to put you into facilities where you're, you're not going to be able to get the drugs. 
and and to the extent that this continues that you decide you don't want to comply with with these basic rules we are going to escalate <clears throat> your incarceration i would say lou that if you if you or your involuntary that, confinement that the first hue and cry you would hear to do this right how much it's going to cost okay but I think that if you did a long time... Do you know how much Denver spends per year on homelessness? I, what I'm saying is if, if you had somebody who was... Uh, well, when I was younger, I could do something like this. Uh, actually do a cost analysis on the thing all the way through over a 10-year period, I think you'd find you were saving a lot of money. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But nobody... Because nobody. Plus, there's, there's people that are benefiting. There's one of my very politically... Uh, Acute buddies once told me, "Don't assume there's not real money being made in these crummy neighborhoods, in these oh, no. you know, tro- hotels, and these flop houses and stuff. Don't imagine no. that there's people not making dough there." But, no, but, but you're, you're talking about right. you're talking about. I mean, if you, I real quick, I'll keep this as brief as possible. One of the homeless guys down the block here basically saved my ass one night. I was uh, I I couldn't get my regular parking spot, so I was down the block where they had to move it, because like, I was one of the last people out. We had something going on. And uh, so I go down there, and it's pouring rain, and, and it's right by the, the, the entrance. So I, I approached it from the driver's side. I get in, and I start driving, and I don't feel anything. All of a sudden, this homeless guy in pouring rain runs up to the window, stop, 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 stop. He goes, just just stop for a minute. Okay, so the guy digs under the front of my, my big truck, and he pulls out one of those orange cones, that I didn't hit, but whoever moved the truck must have hit the thing. It was underneath the front end. I can only imagine if I would have gotten the expressway, some artists would have gotten involved in the steering mechanism, and it probably would not have been a, a good a good outcome. So the guy said, here, let me give you... The guy dashed off in the rain. Well, I met him the next day. His name was Dan. I gave him some dough, and I said, what's the story? And the guy, he wasn't... What's the politically correct word for saying he... He was decent enough guy, but he wasn't... I won't say... He, he wasn't going to run your computer department, but he, he told me he had worked in a pallet factory, uh, and he you know managed to get along. Had a roommate; they lived together. They managed to get a housing, and uh, you know nothing was great, but they were getting along, working every day. And all of a sudden, one day they show up, and the place is closed. Can't get another job, and now he, now he's here. And it didn't look like he was on the drugs yet, but uh, I think he had just sort of got here. I think if you if you put everybody into a funnel, you'd find people that. Lost their job, have nowhere to go. You find you actually find some couple of families or couples. You find people that somehow were in the Tinley Mental Health Asylum, and when the place closed and they've been out wandering around since, they probably need to go back into a facility. You'd find probably five categories of people, like you're saying. They're not, they're not all the same. Nobody, I mean, everybody's different. No, I mean, and there's, there's, you're going to have to have five, maybe ten slots. There's people that. Could handle an eight-hour eight-hour job next week. There's people who need a little rehab. Then they could. They want to. You could. You might find out a real lot about a lot of these people, and you might find out that you have people that are employable. Now the question is, if you do, do you have a job for them? And Kevin O'Neill's well, brother, and that and that's the and that's the issue. That's yeah. part of the, well, that's not the issue. That's part of the issue. The big issue for the majority of people is it's going to mean some kind of incarceration, either in a in a mental health facility, or or in jail. And 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 it it may mean it may mean that some of these people never get out because they're too mentally ill or their their drug their drug yeah. situation is too bad. You can't paint everybody with the same. The problem with uh, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Blade, who comes on once in a while, says that 
once you get involved in one of these encampments, you probably start to degrade. Or even even if you have a precisely uh, if you have a ability to work eight hours next week, eight weeks from now maybe you won't. You might need two or three weeks of some kind of rehab to do it. I had a when I lived in my old place a long time ago, I had a couple guys who would bum money from me along uh, Clark Street. So so one night we got a dash here in a second a little bit. I, a big big tall good looking guy and he and he says uh, I need some money. And I said, well, okay, uh, what do you need some money for? He goes, I need some food. And I said, well, fine, here's a place. <laughs> By the way, I'm going in to get a hamburger. Let's sit down, we'll both have a hamburger. And he gave me his whole life story. He goes, I got no business out here. He goes, I'm a computer programmer. <laughs> he goes, he goes Give me, get me a job tomorrow, I'm there. <laughs> he goes, I've only been doing this for two weeks. I can't find a job. You know, I, I think you, there, there's going to be 10% of the people that are like that. And I don't. But the point is, you got to have something for them. Well, I mean, my, my Kevin's brother Tim was we have, social. We have, we have social organization on top of social organization on top of social organization that is trying to do that exactly. And right. what I would say is try to consolidate <clears throat> consolidate those efforts. You can you could find work here in the Denver area. You could find work at the drop of a hat. That may not be. It is not the job of your dreams. It'll it'll be fast food. It'll be some kind of of low end because those are unskilled positions. It'll right. be it'll be some kind of landscaping work, but you can find it. And and let me tell you something else: those jobs are going to disappear because we are they're going to be filled by how many people are coming across our border right now? Well, those folks are willing to work. Yeah. All right, Lou, we got a dash, buddy. Uh, have, a, have a good weekend. You guys got to be still skiing, right? If you want to, uh, a couple of places they're skiing. They got a big dump of snow up there right now. The big story here is uh, is rain. We're supposed to get like inches of rain here in Denver. Uh, your local reservoirs are going to be full. I don't know if you're going to fill up Lake Mead, but you're going to be local locally. You're going to be full. Keeping our fingers crossed. At all, every, every I never I never get to uh, get upset about rain here. Oh God! All right, well, don't be washed away on us. SP futures down four, and futures up ten. Be right back, Mr. Danjanitis. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, 
Give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. Hello and welcome back to and Jackson. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. SP Futures down 5, Nancy Futures up 11. Kind of a quiet morning. Big move. The Dow's Disney down 540 as they claim they lost some subscribers. They raised their prices, so they uh, actually made money on the deal but lost subscribers. Isn't that, Dan, isn't that basic economics? Y- yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I've been following it. It's, it's um, you know, I think if, if you think of yourself as, as a consumer, right, um, if you're trying to find a, you know, a show or a movie to watch and now you're suddenly having to pay where you didn't, and you not only are you paying, but you're paying with commercials. Um, so the I think the business model it doesn't work on the streaming side of their business because as you continue as they continue to increase prices, people go elsewhere. You know, and, and maybe they do have a good you know a good library, if you will. They have good content, but there's only so much you're willing to pay. And I don't think I'm any different than any other consumer. And I look at it as is not necessarily the best business model. You keep raising prices, you're going to have fewer subscribers. Uh, that would be, I think, probably 100% true. And I think a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess everybody should be forced to take, uh, matter of fact, the one lady we had, Katie, was in here, the, the lady who's doing the work on the uh, health care and research and, and cures for orphan diseases and stuff after listening to one she was in a show doing a show one day she goes maybe i should take an economics class this stuff's kind of interesting <laughs> the uh it is yeah but, but i mean I, I, I find it, but yeah, every time I find it you fascinating. every time you or i or andrew or any of your listeners goes out and spends a a dollar on anything actually that's that's called a dollar vote right yes you're you're, you're voting for that product and the thing that i i find uh well, every day I tell myself, I should slap myself upside the head and say, you got to dump this cable because somebody else is coming to the neighborhood and you got to, it's going to be cheaper for a while, even if it's a year, and then they'll raise their prices. But, you know, why not save $100 a month while you can? And of course, every day, every day passes, and I don't do it because I don't want to leave work and wait for the guy and all the other crap that goes with it. Uh, but it's, I, I'm I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of places 
somebody say, hey, you got to watch this show. I mean, this guy, Dan Janitas, who's a great producer, and boy, he got this new show out. And I go, what's, what's that one? Oh, that's on, uh, that's on Andrew Plus. And that's five bucks a month. Okay. What about this <coughs> other show? That, well, that's on, that's on Matt Weber Plus, and that's five. I, I, I want no part. If I'm going to write the one stupid check to cable, which I probably shouldn't, uh, I want everybody, everything in there. That, that's enough. Yeah. I, I don't need five other ones on top of it. I mean, I, or, I, I, or I don't want to have get rid of the cable and, and monitor. Every time I go to Audrey, she's got all these other spots. She's got Prime this. She's got Hulu. She's got – we can never find anything. I, I never watch – I mean, I, I, I'm overwhelmed. I just, I'll turn the basketball game on when it's over, I'll, you know, I'll whatever. I'll read a book. No, I in exact same situation. Even even last night, looking for a for a good movie, and then realizing that you're having to pay for something that you've already seen. Yeah, you know, you just want to go back and have like you know you know so, you know something good to watch, and and why you have to pay five bucks for a movie that you you've already paid for in the past. Yeah. So, so yeah, and and I don't think it's the great the best business model. There, you know, the the, the world. I mean, the American way, if you will, in in, in our system, the capitalist system should allow for competition and competition usually means somebody's going to add a better service or they're going to do it at a lower price and if somebody's providing less service at a higher price people are going to eventually you know look for alternatives and and i have a friend that just watches youtube you know this just goes and, and you can actually find a lot of movies and, and and you know you can hook in that way and if you're creative with with tech which i'm not but you can actually stream something you know, if you want to watch something on directly on your TV without paying for it, so it. But I absolutely agree. It, it becomes it's not a good business model. Um, p- consumers, and I think this is going to happen in general. Consumers are going to be tired of paying the higher prices. So suddenly they're going to find other activities or other ways of of satisfying that time. And you know, they might um, you know they might just shift their their um, you know their viewing. You know, time, if you will, like like you're doing, which let's just watch the game and then they call it a night, and that way at least, you know, at least you're you're um, you're getting to see something you want to see, but but you do get very frustrated flipping through and trying to find something, and it, it you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that feel the same way that we do about that. I don't want ten five hour charges on my credit card and ten. And ten, yes, ten exactly. remote controls in front. Yeah. Of <laughs> it, it adds up. <laughs> well, not only that, you don't even know what you're getting from each one. I, I don't pay that much attention to it. If I, if I if I was at home watching them all all day long and I understood it, I guess it'd be okay. But it's not. I don't. I don't want to learn. I mean, it, they can say they can say, well, you know, you're an old you're an old fart. But you don't even know how to program like your TV. I don't want to program my TV. I'm sure. Right. I, I guarantee the young people that if I read the instructions for ten minutes, I'd figure it out. I mean, I'm not a dummy. And if I did it every day, I'd get pretty good at it. I mean, I'm not, we're not, we haven't reached that stage yet, but why should I? <laughs> no, I, no I, I agree with you, Tom, but I think the other thing is once you figure it out, it changes. Yeah, well. That's the problem that I have is that it changes. Oh, yeah, you didn't do that update last week. You know, I, I just went through and, and, you know, I made all the adjustments, and now I have, and now it's changing again. So I think the issue that we face, and I, if we can use Disney as an example, is this is happening kind of across the board in the economy there's you know it's happening in real estate it's happening with stocks i mean there's a certain point that people aren't going to pay the higher price and they're going to go elsewhere so in the in the stock market they may go and start you know start looking at some real estate that it, that's been you know that has sold off in here or they might look at t-bills which is still my top recommendation 
um, in the you know in, in um, other services and there's still you know if we, we read through the um, CPI report from yesterday and if you look at the look at it carefully it's still inflation is still high and services in particular and services related to housing are still high oh, yeah. and I can assure you from from being here in Southwest Florida that contractors are still charging more they're going to those customers that they know have deep pockets and they're getting paid a higher margin and to me that's a way to do business for only so long and then the tide will change and they're going to have to their fees are going to have to come down but if you can um, or you can they're going to move on which is what ha what's happened with the number of these contractors they just end up moving on but right now they know they can charge more and we've talked about this in the past with you know even a buying a drink at a, a at a bar or a restaurant and you know because they know they can charge more but some smart um, business owner or bar owner or, or restaurant owner is going to say you know we're going to start doing happy hour and we're going to charge you know you know six bucks for a drink rather than ten and that's where i think people start changing behavior eventually and that anybody who is money conscious and a lot more people are going to be money conscious it's um, a lot it's a lot harder to break into any of these businesses than it used to be and you mentioned the contractors let's Let's That's very stay on true. That for a second, but it's also become. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't want to harp on this a little too much, but I don't, I don't think you can emphasize enough, Dan, and, and you emphasize it damn near as much as I do. The difference between, I guess, I'll use my mother's vernacular and say the haves and the have-nots. Uh, oh, absolutely. For 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 you and I, and I'm not saying we're have-nots or we're, but I don't think either one of us are, are what I consider to be the haves. No. We're, we're not the people buying the $800 palm trees that we know are going to be dead in three months. <laughs> I think that would right. not be me. But it, the, the product is somewhat different for for us. I mean, for, for me, when I do stuff around my place, I I sort of like to be involved. I like to do it. I, I like to be, know what the prices are because I can, so I can have, uh, I can be connected with, I use the term every man, because uh, I am every man, and I and I can talk it about it on the show. I mean, I'm not, I, I can talk to you about lumber prices more than one of the bumps on CNBC can, because he's never been in a lumberyard, you know. Because I was just there, and so have you been, you know. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, part of it is I just like to do it, but the uh, for me, you know, having somebody like you know, tear out three windows or something. Okay, well the window's got to go someplace, and I'll and I'll and I'll go somewhere with a guy and we'll order up the new windows and I go to a special place where the people do them by hand and by the way I know that they're they're people from the hood and they need the business so I make it a beeline to go there right so that, that's just me they also happen to be a little cheaper but I want to give them the business okay and they're good guys I know some of them so we we get the windows and we go to put them in now there's there's stuff to be taken away and I've got somebody who likes to do that you know and uh and when, it, when it's all done, when all said and done, I probably do it for, you know, some minimal percentage of what I know. One of my buddies gets uh, one of these guys that advertise all the time. I won't say the name to put in a new steel door between. He's got the the upstairs deck, and you know the door between right, the deck yes. and the, the staircase. Yep. The, the guy wants forty five hundred bucks, and I'm going, what? <laughs> you know. So I actually went online. I spec'd one out at a place that custom makes them. The door would cost you. Seven fifty, 
you know, it's labor. Well, but it's 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 in a it's in one of these blacks where, you know, there's no way you can put any garbage out. There's no way of this and that. The people don't they want it done by the time they come home from work. All of a sudden now the convenience becomes the product, not the door. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's a whole different program to make sure that these guys are going to show up at eight. They're going to have a big enough truck to take away the old door, take away and, and sweep the place up, vacuum the place up. So when you get home. Your, your your little toe has not been disturbed, so you're really paying three grand for that and a thousand for the door. Absolutely, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. It's that that's that's uh, definitely the case. And and uh, I had to replace a hot water heater, and um, it was not it wasn't a problem, you know, buying getting the product delivered to, even delivered to my house for free. Um, and then if you go to the contractor for like the Lowe's or or the Home Depot, you're paying triple for labor. But fortunately, I have some nice neighbors who are, who are going to help me out, you know, and it's an easy process to do on your own. But you're you have to look at those markups and you have to believe that people are, are going to be savvy like you and I when it comes to pricing at some point or they're just not going to be able to afford it any longer. And they're going to be forced to look for an alternative way, especially for what we consider the staples and the in the you know, the required items and replacing your hot water heater is a required item. Yeah. Um, re, you know, buying food is required. So, the, I think the winners in this place, the winners in this environment, would be those either new people or old people. And I mean, when I say people, I mean companies and businesses that can price um, something that would be affordable with good service, and then they're going to yeah. start their volumes are going to start increasing. Well, you have to. I mean, uh, r- r- one more little quick story, and then we uh, we're going to talk about some of these these rates and so forth. Because I want to. I got to get your opinion on. Uh, uh, Joel was on the other day talking about you, you. Just it appears that no matter what happens, these these big companies are are going to continue to get more and more of the of the place. As much as you want to hold your nose, you, you've got to buy Nvidia and Microsoft and those kinds. Of, I want to get your opinion, but I mean, Audrey said his house she was on the market and it and it, it should have sold and it, and it hasn't, right? And uh, and, and Audrey's a stager. She went. To, learn how to do that. She got her certificates and stuff. She absolutely was convinced that the reason why the place wasn't selling is the one end of the house, it only had the eight-foot ceilings, and the paint on the wall was too dark, and the, and the light fixtures were not bright enough. So she knows an electrician. I mean, I, I could have done it, but it would have taken me forever. Uh, she knows an electrician. So the guy comes in, he replaces all the fixtures, but she gets this painting guy, and it's a big house, I mean, a real big house. They come in, the guy wants ten grand. And I'm thinking, well, that's a little rich. But you know what? The uh, They came in. The guy has a service on the south side, and he's busy as all get out. He did her a favor by getting her in the schedule. He shows up, Dan, with all the stuff gets delivered the night before. He specced the whole thing out, all the colors, everything. The next morning, ten people show up. At, yeah. There are probably six guys, four women, show up at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Everything is there. Yeah. They worked till 7.30 that night. They did the entire place. Wash, two coats. It looks spectacular. She showed it and sold it the next day. Now, that, that, that kind of service, they, they swept everything up. You could have you eaten off the floor when they left. And, and that, yeah. now that kind of service, you know, I bet every one of those people made 1000 bucks a day. And, and you know what? They damn near were worth it. And it, right, and on top of that, what you were saying earlier about the convenience and the, you know, the, for them it's more efficient for the for the owner or the customer, 
it gets done quicker. I've had the I had the exact same experience with the painter that that's going to come back and do some painting that we you know damage and same way they came in they had like six guys did the job like within a matter of hours and the same thing when I had a, a pool screen um, replaced after the hurricane that you're you're hitting the point that is service like that is going to get more business and that even if they have to hire a few more people and but that type of that those people are going to continue to get the jobs when things slow and things are going to continue to slow well if you hired two guys uh, to to uh work pretty hard for a couple of weeks and you didn't mind living there while they were working i'm sure you got it done for four grand but it, it's not the same product it isn't the same product at all you're exactly right all right let's talk about let's talk business here what uh um disney uh whacked a little bit here it's coming back a little bit it's still down five it was down almost six um we've got stuff like that the money as we talked about last week as far as stocks go it's very very narrow uh we talked a little bit about how we were going to talk this week about some of the regional banks and i i will be honest with you dan i don't i've never seen or read anything like this this is this has nothing to do with these banks losing money on loans this is this is just them not being able to attract deposits and, de- and deposits fleeing because of it I don't think have you ever seen anything like this? I haven't. I don't, I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you know it, it, you have to kind of step back and you have to look at the big picture. Um, you have to look at what we call a secular trend. We were in an expansionary phase for fourteen years since you know since the crisis in 08, 09. and now we're in that contractionary phase, which means slower growth. And who does that impact? Well, there's been credit tightening and. There was obviously some, you know, some mistakes made um, with a few of the banks, but there's there's also this credit tightening cycle. There's a contractionary um, cycle uh, that we're in the midst of, and that means it's going to be harder for um, individuals to uh, in businesses to, to to fund their business or individuals to fund. So people are looking at alternative ways because they they can't count on the banks. And yes, this is, it's not necessarily totally new, but it's been a long time since we've been in this situation. What the- I have concern, um, I have concern more now today than I did even last week based on this trend that we're in. And I'll tell you why, because with high yield bonds, which I really do think high yield, even <laughs> I started out as a high yield bond manager 37 years ago, but, but I think high yield bonds are really telling a story right now. And what has happened is the spread, meaning the money you get over tra- a risk-free rate, is about average historically. It's about 480 basis points or 4.8% more than a treasury. So you're getting paid for your risk. But what has changed that's very significant is the bid offer spread. And the bid offer spread is telling me that liquidity is drying up. So normally in the high yield market for some of the bonds that we've owned over the last few years, the bid offered spread could be a half point, it could be a quarter of a point, it could be one point. But now you're seeing two, three, four point bid offer spreads. That liquidity, that liquidity drying up is a result of what you were just getting at with concerns over the banking system, tighter credit, concerns over the debt ceiling. And to me, this means it's time, there's been, this is like the big signal to, to continue to lighten up, lighten up on risk assets. So risk assets doesn't mean a high yield bond, it just means specific high yield bonds that have more risk. Doesn't mean to stay out of stocks, it just means to go to quality stocks. 
It doesn't mean that you have to take risk out of your portfolio, but right now in managing risk, you got to get rid of anything that has that um, that's going to suffer from liquidity um, in this this environment. And I think it's only going to get worse here. Dan, when you say, uh, uh, well, not I'm just, the optimist too. Well, not just, <laughs> wait, 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 uh, not just you, but everybody is talking about this. Uh, Tightening of credit. This, well, I'll use the term alleged tightening of credit. Where, where is it? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm getting more credit card offers than I ever have. Uh, matter of fact, the other day, I bought some stuff online from LL Bean. And it was like 300 bucks, and they go, "How would you like to pay 245 and, and get a credit card?" <laughs> you got to be kidding me. They're, they're increasing the rates. Yeah. They're increasing the, the fees, and that's yeah. And also remember, they charge very high interest rates. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying, but it, it, it's it, it's it's certainly available at that end. As a matter of fact, these banks would die to get more of those out there because they actually get people paying interest. Well, assuming you don't pay the thing off. But I is I guess I'm saying, who who's feeling the pinch here? The, the, is the is one of your guys? Uh, when I say your guys. You like the, you like dealing with you're successful at dealing with uh, mid-sized companies. They're still able to borrow for their receivables. I mean, the banks aren't shutting them out, are they? I mean, I, I have to believe the plumbing company can still get his loan for the next job. I mean, where I mean, if if Amazon has to pay four percent instead of two, hey, you know, screw them. I don't I don't mind that at all. If that's where the credit tightening is, are, are regular people feeling it? I, yeah. So that's a good question, and and I think the the answer to that is. For that, you know that um, you know the day-to-day -day capital, like you were talking about. I don't think you know maybe the rates are a little bit higher. Maybe it's a little more difficult to get the you know the construction funding. But where it, it is, I mean that's but it, but it's still it's still working right now. Yeah, it's still working. I think. What, what isn't working and going forward, what's going to be more challenging are companies that are looking to make acquisitions. And getting financing for acquisitions. So one of the big questions we ask the senior management when they're talking about acquisitions, how are you going to is how are you going to finance it? Some are doing it with a mix of debt and equity. I don't feel as comfortable on the debt side that they're going to be that successful because they're going to have fewer options or they're going to have to pay for it. So one of the alternatives for <clears throat> the local people, you know, like Main Street people, now are, are firms like this One Main Financial that we own. And they do lending to consumers. One main financial used to be the consumer finance division of Citibank. One main okay. financial has stock, and a lot of analysts are still recommending buying the stock. That's like 36. It's done well um, recently. But they also have those bonds we've talked about, the six and an eighth that mature in March 15th of 2024. You can still get eight and a half percent. This is a money good bond. And this is an alternative. This company is offering an alternative to financing, especially for the consumer who can't get those loans from the bank. Now, the, the, the hard part for me to understand is, you, you know, an individual is having difficulty, can't go to the bank because the bank's not going to give them a loan. And I've seen that with, with actually, you know, people who I thought had a fair amount of money having difficulty getting loans. But now they can go to some place like, you know, there are alternatives. They can go to this one main financial, they have to pay more. It's like those debt consolidation businesses, you pay more for the service, but you have you still have access to capital. And the other place is private credit. So the, a lot of these alternative managers that do private credit are doing well right now because that's another alternative. 
but liquidity is definitely drying up and that all that means it doesn't mean we're going into a major recession but it means that it's going to put a ceiling on growth and the way i believe right now is that we're not heading for like this major recession but you have to think that we are growth is going to continue to slow and unless you have a catalyst i don't mean you personally but unless an individual can think of a catalyst for growth in here I'm kind of at my wit's end. So when you're looking at equities that have upside, there are going to be some steady eddies that make it through this period, and those would be the stocks I would own and also the bonds I would own. But be careful about looking for those startups and looking for those companies that are going to need funding because it's going to cost them a lot more. And I don't see the growth potential in the near term. I see it in the long term. I think there's some fantastic companies that are going to do really well in the long term. But in the near term, I think it's going to be difficult to see the love, that kind of growth that we got accustomed to for many years. Well, Dan, we, we've managed to blow out the the business model. I mean, I, a lot of the smaller banks, a few of them at least that I know of, I don't know if they even have a loan department. They just get deposits, and we're dropping yes. it at the Fed, or or like, like Kevin was saying, Citigroup or somebody comes by, and they'll sell these loan packages to these smaller banks. And they'll just buy into somebody else's loan package, or not buy in. They'll they'll lend money that way, and that's that's how they get their spread. But it's not surprising yeah. to me that other people have. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, what I would say that well, when my parents bought a car, uh, I would. Boy, you know, I'm, I'm going on a limb here, but I'm going to say at least half of all car loans were banks or credit unions, and then now, and now I. I don't know. Like I said, I walked into Lakeside and I asked my, my, my well, she's terrific, Fanny over there. My, and I said, uh, Fanny, you guys even like do car loans? And she goes, oh, well, we would for you. And I said, that's, that's not what I asked. She goes, no, we don't, we don't put up a big sign saying, here's our car loan guy. I mean, we somebody comes in as a client, well, you know, we do it for them. But, that's, you know, it's all done by dealership now. I mean, it's all done. Yes. And yep. he, and no. he, <clears throat> Absolutely, and if you actually take that point, it's a good point. You can take that to other parts of the business. Even this company I'm talking about, One One Main Financial, they used to do auto loans, they used to do mortgages. Now they strictly do personal loans. And it's it just to kind of go back to what we first started talking about at the beginning of the call is there's there is this trend of companies to move towards the <clears throat> higher margin <clears throat> higher margin businesses. And those those parts of their business that are going to be more steady, and you know, so they're looking for these high margin business. Same concept of what Disney is doing. It's that's been the trend, and it, it's going to take a while for all that to work itself out. In the meantime, I'd be sitting on the sidelines and just make sure you're in. How far out are you going on your? Uh, on your how far are you going on your treasury? Still six months, or are you doing three? We've gotten um, this past week. We bought some uh, two month. Uh, T-bills at 5.5%. Wow. They're in the secondary market. They're not on the auction. But there's, I mean, then you have to start saying, you know, it's you can sit on those for a few months and those stocks and, and some of those other bonds might be cheaper in two months. So it's a good place to park some cash and it's also a good place to, you know, you're getting some decent yield now. So yeah, plus two stocks, and, stocks and, and riskier assets have, are having to compete with that. And if there's not a lot of upside in you know, in the near term, in the risky assets, you know, keep at least keep 
keep your powder dry, but earn some income on it. Earn some interest on it while you're keeping your powder, right. powder dry. All right, Dan, thank you very much, buddy. Talk at you next week. SP <laughs> Futures flat, and NASDAQ Futures up 38. So we're moving up here a little bit. Be right back, Stocks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know, all while exploring how to live your best life through music, spirits, food, sports, travel, fitness, and a whole lot more. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures. It's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into Wall Street's investment gurus. It's for mavericks who believe in life, luxury, and the pursuit of happiness. It's for you. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and try to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Low and stocks and jocks. I'm Tom Howell. Andrew on the board. SP Futures down uh, 425. Nasdaq Futures up 19. We have the, uh, the still Disney is is, uh, is down here at uh down 550 to 9565. It's dragging the Dow futures down. The Dow futures are down uh, 67. We've got the PPI just came out at positive 0.2.0 or 0.2 versus an estimated 0.3. Uh, we might dig into that a little bit, or maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, one or the other. X food and energy 0.2 versus 0.2. So uh, it's sneaking up, but not, you know, not a whole hell of a lot. So 0.2 is you know times 12 is only 2. Point, what is it? Is, is uh, 2.4? So that's not much. Uh, 
uh, year over year, so that number's not horrible. Um, over in Europe, we've got the DAX down 16.1%, FTSE down 21.3%, CAC around up 22.3%, so not much going on over in Europe at all. Nikkei up 4, call that flat. Hang Seng down 18, call that flat. Shanghai down 9, call that 0.3%. So again, not much going on over there as well. Uh, bonds down 7 basis points, 3.36 is the is bonds are railing and the 10-year the, uh, is going down. The Bund down 9 basis points, it's a pretty big move, 2.20. Uh, Japan down 1 basis point to 0 0.40. We've got oil down 29 cents, 72.27. Rent down 30 cents, 76.11. Natural gas down a penny, 2.17. Our Bob down 2 cents, 2.47. So nothing going on there either. Gold up 2.40, 2,039. Silver down 59 cents. It's a 2% move in silver. Ouch. 25.06. Silver has been uh, not moving near as when gold has had a nice move to up this, this 2050 range. Silver not so much. People are really bullish on silver, and it's, it's just not happening. Uh, copper down a dime, 373. That's a big move in there too, almost 3%. Uh, we've got Bitcoin on 196, 27,518. And we've got the U.S. dollar uh, up a little bit. The uh, euro's down to 109, below 110. And the uh, British pound's about the same spot, 1.26. Andrew, what do you got for us, Trevi Wheeler Sports? All right, it is uh, 7.38 here in Chicago on May 11th. Starting off with some sports, last night the Cubs won over the Cardinals and in their game 10-4. The White Sox lost to the Royals, and in their game only 9-1. And finally, the Diamondbacks lost to the Marlins, a bit closer this time, and in their game 5-4. Over to Chicago weather, it is currently 57 degrees, sunny skies right now. Gonna have a high of a pretty good one today, a high of 80 today. That's gonna hit around 2 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they're at 60 degrees, gonna have a high of 89. It's gonna hit around it's like 6 p.m. And they're going to have clear skies today as well. Now, finally for Chicago traffic, uh, only one major accident to report on the uh, major expressways leading into the city. Uh, it was an accident on the right shoulder of the Eisenhower, uh, just near Central Avenue. Um, and overall, on nearly every inbound expressway, the Eisenhower, Stevenson, and especially on the Dan Ryan, uh, there's some pretty heavy just general traffic coming in. Uh, if you're coming in from the Dan Ryan, that is nearly all the way from Michigan Avenue to downtown, so it might be a long time. That's all I got. I'd turn back if I were you. Yes, I would. Do we have Mr. Flanagan? Good morning, Tom. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you? I'm doing good. It's uh, going to be a nice day, and, uh, you know, who knows what uh, weekend might not be as nice, but, you know, might still be all right. It's better than uh, January. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what, uh, the CPI come number came out yesterday. We got the PPI today. I will dig that up here real quick to find out what the difference is between the uh, uh, service and other side, which is the only. But uh, what, do, what do you what do you make of it? I I uh, was surprised yesterday. I was talking to Dan a little bit about it. These these mid range banks are keep losing these deposits, and uh, I don't know. I don't, I've never seen a, an issue quite like this before, John. I don't know what the the uh, I'd like to know how the individual banks are set up in such a way where who's reliable and who isn't. Um, I'd like to see some, which would be really hard to do now, to be some, uh, you know, some reinstallation of some kind of reserve requirement. You know, I'd like to see, if they, as they start paying money again, somewhat of a uh, separation between demand deposits and time deposits. I, I think that was a better system, and we keep changing stuff, and we don't seem to 
paying attention to ramifications. I mean, I mean, if I could be talked out of it if somebody knows more about it than me, but it, right now it doesn't look like, like their plan is working so hot. Just saying. No, and it, as you and Dan were just saying, you know, that you can't can't really find too many retail banks that do car loans, for example. Although that was really the the method by which you know most people got their car financing. Maybe the dealer helped you place it, or they had a range of banks they worked with. But the banks held on to the to the paper. If that isn't the norm anymore, and I don't, I don't think it's been the norm for quite a while, really. Uh, you got to wonder how do these banks really make their money, and if if they're getting you know loan packages kind of dumped on them, which I think Dan said towards the end of his. Actually, statement. that was was Kevin was saying. I'm sure he'll pile yeah. that tomorrow. Um, that this is um, this to me is part of a of a, a bigger problem where the banks aren't really in it for the purpose that banks used to be in the banking business. It's harder for them to make money, and at least in the traditional ways. And you get to a, a point like this where people are generally losing confidence, it seems. Not just in, not in, in the smaller banks, but just the, the way things are panning out, that nobody seems to really be sensitive to what's you know wrong with, with the whole climate of the country these days. Well, yeah, um, you, yeah you wonder what... Whenever something, whenever something kind of moves from where it was to where it is, you wonder what. I mean, I mean, one of the questions I always ask. I mean, and uh, I, I remember, you know, when I was younger. I, everybody remembers when they were younger, right? But uh, when when the, when the uh, auto dealers would give you a when they had a special on the loan, you couldn't just give. First of all, I mean, I, I would hope that everybody who listens to this show is at least somewhat attuned to the fact. That if you go in and, and again, there's a big sign on the wall at a car dealership that says zero percent financing for five years. That clearly somebody is paying somebody for that. I mean, there's got to be a kickback because nobody, well, the last five years aside, nobody is going to give somebody a loan for free for five years. I mean, right. duh. Uh, so okay, so the, the, somebody, if somebody gives, say the say the going rate on the loan is pick a number, ten percent. You know, if I had my little calculator here, my Texas Instruments, which I used to have, or something, I could tell you that five-year loan of fifty grand is is worth, you know, seven thousand bucks or some some number, right? I mean, it's five thousand, yeah. whatever it is, because that's how much the interest is going to be. That uh, somebody for you to get that for zero is really selling you the car five grand cheaper or something. Right. There's a, there's a rebate to someplace, and in fact, the Clayton Act would tell you that. It shouldn't only be to one place, and it shouldn't it shouldn't necessarily even be. Although I don't know if this is necessarily a, a law violation, it shouldn't even be really. Uh, it it ought to be that if the car is fifty grand, you either get free financing for fifty grand, or if you write them a check, you should get the five grand back, right? Right. Because there's a, absolutely. There, and it, but I, I've never I don't I haven't seen that a decade or two. You know, either zero percent financing or 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 three thousand dollar deductible. I mean, nobody's doing that. That you see, but there, but there's a, there's an implied kickback in here, for lack of a better term, payment. Um, and it, and it has for for a long time, the the car companies got away with really essentially only paying them their own financing company the kickback, right? I mean, because if, if yeah. you went to a bank, the bank may say, okay, if the kickbacks Six grand. I'll give you 
and you want to loan it at seven percent, I'll not only give you the loan at seven percent, I'll give you another thousand bucks. I mean, because their their implied interest rate might be ten, right? Yeah, but I don't think anybody. Well, I don't think anybody even understands this anymore. Well, and there never was much transparency about it to begin with. <laughs> well, now so, there, but now there is. I mean, it, well, just, yeah, and it, as you know, but it's, it isn't as though the system is any, you know. Overall, I don't think people are. You know, it, it's it's more meaningless now just because of what car prices have seen happen, where you, the average person has just kind of sort of deferred the whole idea of buying a car until better times come. This is something I don't remember ever being the case where cars were so overpriced, uh, and I, I I'd say overpriced rather than being worth that much because they don't, you know, they they've loaded them up them up with bells and whistles and rear cameras and all this stuff. You have to have anti-pollution stuff and all that. But the car is still designed pretty much to do what people always needed it to do. And they don't need a lot of this other stuff, but they can't get the car without it. Now, so, Well, I actually, uh, of course, me being, me being me, Jan, I found it once somewhere in the bowels of the CPI website. And uh, I can't find it again, although I bet Carl could find it in a second. But you probably could too, because you're one of these guys that can dig into this the, the Ethernet and wherever it is. And I, I actually found uh, was like a ten-year history of the F-150, you know, which arguably is the uh, been the biggest-selling truck forever. I'm not, I'm not sure, Jan, if you added the GMC and the Chevy together, if they didn't beat the F-150 some years. But I'll say they haven't. Let's just say the F-150 is a the highest selling pickup forever. Every every year, th- this this table had um, list price last year. I think they went off list price. List price last year and list price this year. So say it was fifteen grand last year. And now it's uh, fifteen fifteen eight sixteen something like that. They would say, and a lot of this is is legit. I mean, there's no. I'm not arguing with it. I mean. I'm saying, but they would say, okay. Last year, the the AM the FM radio was uh, fifty bucks more. This year, it's standard. Okay, so we're taking fifty bucks off the thousand dollars. And last year, uh, we didn't have analog brakes were a uh, you know a uh, option. They were two hundred bucks, and now they're standard. Okay, there's another two hundred bucks. So they they had a whole decade in which the the F one fifty in their mind. Like never even went up in price, or if it did, it was really small. And I, and I don't, you can only go so far with that because ten years later, you're still, especially if you're on a farm, you're using the same damn truck the same way. It's not lasting any longer. Maybe it lasts a little bit longer, uh, and 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 you don't care about any other stuff. You're just throwing hay in the damn thing every day and driving it around, dropping the hay off somewhere else. I mean, so it 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 makes some sort of sense. I mean, clearly, if if one year you can't take the list price. And the next, where air conditioning is eight hundred bucks, and the next year it's included. You, you got to make an adjustment for that. I mean, I think we both agree with that. But it gets to the crazy point when you start putting adjustments in for stuff that you can't even, you can't, you can't tell, or stuff that's gone down in price. You know, maybe the computer in the in the truck twenty five years ago cost X, probably now cost less than that, right? right? So I mean, look at the options or the lack of options people have now. Um, for the kind of car that they want or the kind of car they need. I mean, the sedan is dead. The idea of a, of a car to transport people and not, you know, half of the contents of, of your local Home Depot store, too, has just, you know, gone by the boards. Even if you wanted such a car, you'd pay 
you know, an arm and leg to get it, assuming you could even find one, because they're just not made. This is this has just been a decision. Well, you're, you're going to get if you only have a certain amount of chips, and they've they've run this chip thing to to the ground. But and two years ago during the COVID, you drive down 159th Street, if you saw a couple of pickups in somebody, the Ford or Chevy dealer, it's the one that 100 grand. I mean, you're not going to waste oh, yeah. you're not going to waste a chip on the on the work truck. I don't even know where you buy one of those now. If you, you know, you can even get one. <laughs> you know, with the with the roll down windows, this is just a truck. It's all I do is use it on my farm. I don't want any other crap on there. I don't even know if you can buy one. But the, the the consumer gets screwed in the process. Oh, that's, that's the whole idea, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't I, it? I mean, really screwed, such that you can't own any car at all. You, even even the kind of car that a person would need a, a beater to get back and forth to a, a second job or something. Uh, forget about it. You don't have that kind of you know bargaining power anymore at all with the car manufacturers or with the dealers because it's just been mandated this is not what we're going to be giving you it's the same thing with getting rid of your gas stoves and you know gas furnaces and everything else it's the same mentality well my uh nobody gets, my, nobody gets to vote on any of this stuff but this is these are the consumer choices that you are faced with it's the hand you're dealt and there's no way to get another hand well my niece has uh she great girl uh and her 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 significant other Big Dan is a paramedic, terrific guy, and they have this really nice—I uh, don't know—it's a Colorado or wherever it is. It's a smaller pickup. Well, somebody, somebody dinged one of the doors, so I don't know if they need a new door. They got to whatever it is. So he goes to get estimates, and one guy was four grand, <laughs> one guy was sixteen hundred, another guy's nine hundred. Because the four grand—that's the insurance price. You know, if they try and see get it out, so. Uh, of course, they're going to this guy, and I said, "Well, give me the name of the guy because I need, I need somebody to do some. Ru- I got a little bit of rust in my suburban, but I still like it. But I want to get the rust taken care of. Now, try and find a rust guy, John. Good luck yep. with that. I mean, it's a, you know, it's impossible. So uh, yesterday, I, I make a note and I go go by this place. The guy comes out and he goes, "Oh man, love your truck." He goes, "I got one. It's a few years older. I just fixed mine up." And he goes, "It's definitely worth it. You know, blah blah blah. That thing's going to last you a lot longer if you wanted to. And uh, if not, it's going to be a classic, basically." And I said, well, do you do any rust work? And not now. <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, well, look at all these cars. We can't, stuff, can't even fit another one in a lot. You know, it's just collision work, you know, because it's, it's, you make more money on collision work. And I said, well, how about if I try in a month or two? And he goes, yeah, do that. If I can fit you in, I'll fit you in. I'll take care of you. <laughs> you know, but it, you, can't, you can't get in the door, Jan. I mean, because nobody wants the new ones. You know, I, I guess people are affording them, but it's it's – Man, oh man! You're talking about fifty, sixty G for a car, right? and there's not a lot of people in that in that range. No, no. I mean, that's a, and, that's and, a house know, this, payment. This is, it's it's all part of a, a you know I think a plan. You know, one that they're not telling anybody is a plan, but it's it's about you know reducing appetite um, and, and expectations, and, and and to a great extent to kind of kill any hopes you have for things getting better. I mean, the, the signals can only be read one way. I think none of this. Why? Well, I want to ask you because you're my, you know, you're, you're a South Side Pulse. Uh, I don't. The uh, in the last five days, okay, we've got a total sleazebag congressman arrested. He has no idea why he's being arrested. He didn't do anything wrong in his mind. We've got the report out of a few places I read. Now, again, this is a little bit of right-wing stuff, but they must have something behind it. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. That 
somebody traced you know ten million dollars worth of stuff into the Biden family from China over the years. So I don't know how many years that is. Uh, we've got Trump convicted with this lady. First, he he essentially gets fined, really kind of not for raping her, but for some sort of harassment. Not not only in, in 2016, but for continuing de- to berate her the entire time yeah, of trial. Defaming her, yeah. And and then at the end of the thing, he says. I don't even know her. <laughs> after, after he's been defaming her for, for how, forever how long this has been going on. Now, now I don't even know her, but I've been befa- behave, you know, defaming her anyway. I, and people look at this and they go, this, this is our leadership? For God's sake. And then the, uh, I sent you that thing the other day. There was a big Wall Street Journal, and we should probably tweet this one out. Maybe on Tuesday when Matt's here, we'll tweet this one out. Um, it's a big Wall Street Journal article regarding how many people in the Treasury, how many people at the Fed, how many people at all these agencies in Congress, or not in Congress, like the people that are in the uh, uh, Department of Energy that are in, in charge of regulating and passing laws and so forth regarding oil companies, gas companies, are trading in the stocks of those companies. John, you know, I, I guess I can talk on a podcast or maybe we'll get on the air again one of these days. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like I'm losing this battle. <laughs> and I, every every time I, I put my nose into the wind, the wind seems to get stronger. There, is, are, are we totally? Is there a Dan Inouye? Is there a, uh, a Harry Truman? Is there anybody anybody like that around at all anywhere? If there were, they would have been frozen out a long time ago. So. <laughs> There'd be no place for them in Washington today. Well, how far can it? I mean, clearly, I, I think people get a sense of other people, and it's usually pretty good. I gotta believe that with all this going on and the news being the way it is, the news gets out. People around the rest of the world that have, have really—I keep going back to the, to the to the poor Russian peasant that managed to uh, amass ten hundred-hour U.S. bills over his lifetime. He's got to be wondering what he did that for. I mean, I mean our, our respect everywhere has got to be, unless maybe everybody else is doing the same thing. It could be. Maybe the whole world is becoming more relativistic to the point where they. I mean, in Washington, and we've got a we've got a Supreme Court. Chief Justice, whose wife last year made almost eleven or less, was how many years, has made eleven million dollars in in recruiting people for the big law firms that that do cases in front of the Supreme Court. Nobody nobody thinks that's wrong, Dan. Nobody thinks. It. I mean, I mean, we've got you know Wendy Graham doing her stuff. We get Pelosi's husband doing his. Is are, are we? Are, you know, when we're gone, is nobody even going to realize that this is this is crazy? Nobody did I. You know. The average person, Tom, doesn't know much about this. Hang on, I just want to get rid of this poll. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know what. Uh, as long as we don't realize that this is this is crazed. I mean, this guy has not been thrown out of Congress yet. Because McCarthy needs the vote. I mean, you can, you you can't need this guy's vote so much that you want him there. I mean, I I, I can't imagine what if, if Attila the Hun was. I needed his vote. I'd let him sit there. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get this new world at all, and uh, you know, and I, I, I realize at this point that the, that you know, the problem, that the problem is on me, you know, it's, it's not in expecting other people to feel the same way, but I don't know how these, how, how, how do, if everybody's doing it, does that make it okay? I, I, I well, would, Tom, you know, the whole thing about this, you know, let's take the George Santos case for starters, and the congressman from Long Island or whatever, what the Biden family has been doing for decades. You know, 
hasn't has risen to the point where anybody seems disposed to do anything about it. This guy's in, in Congress for less than six months, and everybody's up in arms, and there's a you know, 13-count indictment against him. I don't buy any of this stuff. He's probably a, a schmuck and a scumbag, but let's you know that's a long list of people, and he's certainly not the most visible one or the most egregious offender here by any stretch. So again, this this idea of selective prosecution, it's always partisan. We're, you know, we can't get it to be. We can't get to the It'll point. It'll never that. be a high-profile Democrat. Believe me, as long as you've got a, a, you know an administration like the Biden administration in power. Well, there's the, yeah, there's a big. I think there's a huge. I mean, one one thing that uh, actually two people. I was hoping they happen to be Republicans. I'm not. I'm not saying that that makes them bad or whatever. But two people that have taught me that a lot of stuff that you know one of our best friends told me years ago about how you're supposed to behave in Congress, what you're supposed to do with your money. That's, I mean, Cheney basically said, "Up yours with all the, with all the the uh, trading while in office laws." Right? Turns out they weren't laws; they were conventions. Right? They this were this is the way you're supposed to act, and when you didn't act that way, Trump did the same thing. I mean, not, not he not only really outed some stuff, but he did some himself. Hey, we thought you couldn't do this. Oh no, there's no there's no law there. It just was a convention, and it's a filibuster. Uh, that's a, no, that's just a convention. Now we don't feel like we have one of those. I mean, it, it's all, but this guy. He's he's an easy mark. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a, too easy. But I'm saying when you start talking about this, they want the seat. Democrats want. You know, right. He shouldn't have gotten that seat in their eyes. Well, all. but I, what I'm saying they is, they want him out so they could put a re- another Democrat in there. But I mean, you, can, so but but the the, the 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 prosecution of somebody who follows U.S. money overseas, of which we know there's probably been hundreds of people in our lifetime that that's their only job is to go follow U.S. money over, overseas and somehow get involved with some of it. It's been left and right and everybody forever these, when these big families. And, and the Bidens, but that's nowhere near as black and white as this idiot going out for campaign contributions and then using it for his personal credit card. It's, it's I mean, low-hanging fruit. Tom. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a it's, doubt. Only, it's only because there's a, there's a, it's a partisan situation where, as I just said, they want this seat. So they want this guy gone. I mean, I don't, I don't I'm not saying you didn't do anything that, that you couldn't bring a case against him for. You probably did. The lying part is hardly maybe the worst thing. If you, you know, if it's all this money laundering charges and stuff. But if you want to talk money laundering, for starters, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's real. It's real. It's him in Congress. It's real. I mean, could be it's real simple to get somebody. Fruit. Yeah, but it's real simple to get you giving me five hundred dollars for office and me turning around and and and. and I can say I was going to buy a car. We're not going to buy a car for five hundred. I mean that—that's just stupidity. I mean, it's, but but the guy, you know, I'm saying, but McCarthy, he needs the vote, okay? And the Democrats want the vote. McCarthy right. should should throw the guy out. Should have thrown him out first day. Yet he won't. So we're, he he won't prosecute. So the other side will. I mean, the fact is, the whether guy, it's a strong case or not is immaterial. Too. So I don't think it's it doesn't sound like a particularly strong case. But it's, it's the avenue. Oh, I, I think I think if they, I think it's I think it's they got him absolutely dead to rights on using campaign money for personal stuff. How do you screw that up on a prosecution well, side? Talk to the Bidens, you know. No, but I'm saying this stuff. This <laughs> stuff is a, this stuff's a lot different. It's a lot different. It's the same stuff, Tom. And it's just if you're bigger up in the food chain, you're you're immunized. There's not, there's not a there's not a law against somebody's kid sitting on a board and in 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 a in uh, wherever, wherever it happens to be, Ukraine or something. There is a law against it. If you're using you know, money as bribes to influence policy, 
well, that the taxpayers being taken to the cleaners for? That's I, a breach. But I mean, law. every if we were gonna, if we're going to actually concern ourselves, we got a dash here with people <laughs> bribing or taking bribes. Every big company that does business with China should be in jail. Uh, yeah. Well, we're not going to do that. You're right. The selective prosecution is pretty awful. I mean, you're not. Gonna and, the, and the bigger the violation, Tom, the less likely could have. I'm prosecution. saying this. This well, dude, no. the second he got in, the first day they should have tossed him out. And you know what? And, 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 if, and if you're Tom, in another world, this guy would have never been on the ticket right, for well, all the lies he, you know, he uttered. He would have never been a serious candidate. But again, the, the press sits back and does nothing. What they're getting paid, what they're selling news time or newspapers. And he got, I'm sure he got a lot of money from people just because he's a Republican. And the other guy got a lot of money from people just because he's a Democrat without even knowing if the guy's a, is an axe murderer. Nobody cares. It's, and only it's when, it's, when it's convenient does anything happen. When oh, it's convenient without a doubt. People who were in power, if you have a, you know, a state's attorney who's a Democrat who sees an avenue of getting rid of this guy, it's full speed ahead. I just don't buy that kind of Well, system. maybe one night when it's convenient. You can, you well, can, the I, bigger I, I, crooks are just laughing yeah. because they're they're getting away with murder on both sides of the aisle here, and we're supposed to be gobbling this stuff up in the news cycle, and it's absolutely meaningless. All right, we got to go, but one night when it's convenient, maybe we can sit down face to face, have a beer, and we can fight like man to man. That's a be future. I'll start <laughs> drinking the hard stuff. <laughs> that's that's all right. That's be futures down nine. That's that futures down seventeen. I'll even buy the first one. That's not enough incentive for you. I don't know what is. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Stocks and jacks. PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. HomeSource Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.